Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with highly anticipated new releases. The time is now more than ever to embrace the breathtaking, sinister, and shocking tales that can enthrall you, especially with brand new exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped, like Amy Tintera's Listen for the Lie. With exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors, captivating sound design, and dynamic performances, Audible brings these stories to life like never before. And as a member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Pushing ahead in a pandemic. After being closed for a month, it feels great to be open again new White House strategy. Testing is not going to be a problem at all. Dilemma down on the farm. People could be living off of what we have to throw away. Good morning. I'm Steve Kathan in northern New Jersey with the CBS World News Roundup. The Trump administration heralds a new testing strategy as at least 21 states have now eased coronavirus restrictions. In most cases, the actions come without meeting the federal standard for a decline in the number of cases. Our coverage begins this morning with CBS's Janet Chamlian in Houston. Starting Friday, the Lone Star State will allow restaurants, retailers, movie theaters, and malls to operate at 25% capacity under strict social distancing guidelines. We need to see two weeks of data to confirm no flare-up of COVID-19. But the state's daily COVID cases have been hovering in the high triple digits for most of the past week. At least one Dallas restaurant owner says he won't be opening Friday, even though he can. I'd rather take our time getting back and make sure that that curve is fully flattened or on its decrease. In Georgia, many restaurant tables sat empty, even though dining areas reopened Monday. Our servers, our bartenders, they'll be wearing masks. Uh, There's hand sanitizer that's able to be used. We have disposable menus. Meanwhile, in Ohio, retail stores are set to open May 12th with protections in place. The Trump administration's faced weeks of criticism from many states over the lack of testing for the virus. Now there's a new federal framework. I'm Stephen Portnoy in Washington. The president says things are moving along. All parts of the country are either in good shape, getting better, in all cases getting better. And he says he's confident there's enough testing being done to allow for closed businesses to reopen. The testing is not going to be a problem at all. Governors of several states have urged Mr. Trump to have the federal government take a more active role in procuring testing supplies. A new White House blueprint for testing describes the administration as the supplier of last resort. Still, Admiral Brett Giroir, the task force testing point person, vows... We will be able to supply every state with the supplies and the tests that they need. The CDC has put together new recommendations for seven types of organizations as they look to reopen everything from workplaces and schools to churches and camps. 
Businesses will be encouraged to close break rooms. Schools should have kids eat lunch in classrooms. The measures could be revised by the Trump administration before they're formally released to the public. Well, for a while yesterday, the Small Business Administration's computer system couldn't handle the demand as banks and small businesses pursue the second round of government money designed to keep workers on payrolls. CBS's Ed O'Keefe is in Washington. Samantha Canestro runs a Pennsylvania furniture company that makes seats for mass transit trains. It's been pretty much crickets. It wasn't until last week that I was able to finally get my application submitted after the first round of funds was already completely gone. For Canestro and other small business owners, news that organizations like the L.A. Lakers were approved for a loan is tough to take. The Lakers are valued at more than $4 billion and have said they're returning the $4.6 million they received from the program. I'm not spiteful for anybody who did receive funds. Scott Wood owns the Courtyard Brewery in New Orleans and was hoping for a $40,000 loan to stay afloat. We're the ones who really need the help. A lot of us aren't getting it. Rob Nichols, head of the American Bankers Association, said banks struggled on Monday to submit applications. The launch this week was a little frustrating. Nichols warned that with about 30 million small businesses nationwide, this second round of aid is also likely to run out quickly. The warning from the head of Tyson Foods was stark. The food supply chain is breaking, with so many meat plants temporarily shut down because of outbreaks of the virus. And down on the farm, many crops meant for closed restaurants and schools are going bad. Here's CBS's Vicki Barker. Florida farmer Sam Mercurio has had to leave most of his tomatoes rotting in his fields. We've just been giving them away what we can, but we just simply have too much. Dairy farmers have dumped millions of gallons of milk. Chicken farmers have had to euthanize hens whose eggs will go uneaten. It is criminal that food should never go to waste. Eric Cooper runs the San Antonio, Texas Food Bank, now trying to feed 120,000 newly hungry Americans. He says farmers and food banks beg the USDA early on to connect that oversupply with the growing need. We needed to have acted sooner. Our inventory is running out. Florida farmer Sam Accurzio again. People could be living off of what we have to throw away. The USDA says it's working as fast as possible and will begin purchasing food for distribution in about a week. Fiat Chrysler says it will not go ahead with a planned May 4th restart at its North American plants because stay-at-home orders will still be in effect in some states. It likely means all three Detroit automakers will be idled for at least another two weeks. Terms of the restart are being negotiated with the United Auto Workers Union. Correspondent Deborah Rodriguez tells us this morning a major drugstore chain is taking to the air to deliver medication during the pandemic. CVS is teaming with UPS to launch its first drone deliveries next Monday to the village's retirement community northwest of Orlando. Drones will fly to a central location less than a half mile away where a UPS vehicle will pick up packages and complete deliveries to customers' doorsteps. Overseas, the head of the Tokyo Summer Olympic Games says if there's still a global pandemic next year, the rescheduled events would have to be canceled. Tokyo 2020 Olympics chief Mori said there's no chance that the Games would be postponed until 2022. In an interview with the newspaper Nikon Sports, Mori said rescheduling the Games in 2021 is a gamble, but that if the world's biggest sporting event does happen next year, it would be more meaningful than any other Olympics ever held. Lucy Kraft, CBS News, Ibaraki, Japan. Reports say the first dog to test positive for the coronavirus is a pug named Winston who belongs to a family in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. 
The dog coughed and sneezed and had a lack of appetite, but recovered after a few days and was tested as part of a study at Duke University. The coronavirus is changing schools and workplaces and raising questions about how we'll get to those places in the new normal. While businesses are looking forward to getting back to work, there's a problem. Mass transit. Not exactly the best place to practice social distancing. For businesses in small to medium cities, there's always commuting by car. But in big cities like New York, Chicago, and Boston, the challenges of everyone trying to get to work on four wheels could keep businesses closed for much longer. Some of the alternatives being explored include private bus services, creating new satellite suburban locations, and continued working from home. Jim Shenaby, CBS News. The Census Bureau says it's making plans to resume its field operations, but it's told Congress it'll have to be in phases based on when certain parts of the country end or ease lockdown orders and also on the availability of protective gear for census workers. That's the World News Roundup. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. So you're always on the go. Now you can take the CBS Mornings with you and we want to go. Wake up to your daily dose of news and interviews on the CBS Mornings On The Go podcast. Listen to CBS Mornings On The Go ad-free on Wondery Plus. Nancy's love story could have been ripped right out of the pages of one of her own novels. She was a romance mystery writer who happens to be married to a chef. But this story didn't end with a happily ever after. When I stepped into the kitchen, I could see that Chef Brophy was on the ground and I heard somebody say, call 911. As writers, we'd written our share of murder mysteries. So when suspicion turned to Dan's wife, Nancy, we weren't that surprised. The first person they look at would be the spouse. We understand that's usually the way they do it. But we began to wonder, had Nancy gotten so wrapped up in her own novels... There are murders in all of the books. ...that she was playing them out in real life? You can listen to Happily Never After, Dan and Nancy, early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. John Stewart here. Unbelievably exciting news. My new podcast, The Weekly Show. We're going to be talking about the uh, election, economics, ingredient to bread ratio on sandwiches. Listen to The Weekly Show with John Stewart wherever you get your podcasts.